preparing for rain gonna plow my field cause I'm looking for a harvest for my God he's real I'd like to welcome our friends and partners to Spiritual Impact this morning we're going to be studying the Word of God and I'm again I'm Associate Pastor Steve Rose and I'm here with my pastor Tim Parton Good to be with you today, and uh, we're excited, as always, about getting into the Word of God. I, we're just excited about God, period. I mean, when you think Amen. about the God that we serve, who knows us by name, the great creator of the universe, yes. how could you not be excited being a child of God? Amen. You know, and today's a, a lesson that we're going to be studying on. Uh, I'm excited about that because there's so many ways that we can go into it, and, uh, you know, God's given us all a job, and uh, you don't have to try to figure out what that job is. He's going to let you know. I usually try to tell people, you know, there's something, we're all good at something. God does not leave anybody out. So you have a gift, you have a skill, you have something that God can use. You say, well, I really can't do anything. Well, Moses, you know what? He had a stick. <laughs> he had a stick and God changed that That's stick, true. that staff into the rod of God. And boy, that would preach all day long. Oh, yes, it would. So Pastor Steve, I'm excited about today's lesson. Yeah, I just want to talk to you about a word. And if I said this word, application, what pops into your head? And it's probably something like this right here, uh, an application. And I was looking at these applications. I'm sitting here and it goes, ask your name, your address, and your phone number, social security, position applied for. It says, are you eligible to work in the USA? Have you ever worked for a company? Have you ever been convicted of a felony? And when you look at these things, look at the education, employment history, and oh, references. Oh, yeah. Ain't you glad that the Lord don't ask for applications when He saves your soul like that? Because, you know, there's something else on there. Usually they say desired salary. So a lot of times when you're applying for a job, you have no idea or what they're going to pay. But you know what? The thing about God, His Word is full of the benefits and what you can expect to receive. I, you know what? I like that. Uh -huh. And again, but that application, this application we're talking about is not this type of application today. But you know, when we're talking about the Word of God, when we talk about application, when we're preaching a message or, and teaching the Word, application sometimes is the hardest thing mm -hmm. because you're looking at, well, this means this, it says this, but now how do we apply that to our lives today? And that's one of the big things I'm hoping we can get through today and talk to people about. But I was looking at the definition of what an application is. It says it's a formal request and authority for something. And you know, that's basically what this is too, but you know, I'm glad when I pray to the Lord and Savior. I'm praying to the authority, hallelujah, that He saved me by the uttermost, by the blood. It also talks about an, the action of putting something into operation. And guess what He did when He saved me? He put me into operation. You know, uh, when you're applying for a job, you're basically what? You're trying to sell your skill set above somebody else that's applying for the same job. The beauty in God is that we're not in competition with somebody else because he only called one person to do a specific thing. Nobody can be you except you. Yeah, and you know, when you talk about that, I remember one of the questions I used to ask you on an application is, now why should we pick you, us me and you are there, why should we pick you over Tim? But you know, when you look at the Word of God, it says, you know, we're supposed to esteem others better than ourselves. 
when you look at what the Word of God says. But that's just the difference between the application in the physical world we live in, the application of the spiritual realm, which we're talking about today. Yeah. I like something else the Word tells us, that to present your body a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Ah. It ain't a complicated issue. You know, if you're applying for a job, most of the time they're looking for somebody with, with experience. God's looking for commitment and dedication. Mm -hmm. He'll train us. He'll show us what we need to do. Uh, you know, music was always something that come very easily to me. Being a pastor was totally... <laughs> I'll tell a little story real quick. When God called us to uh, start the church, and I was praying about... Uh, somebody for my associate pastor, he only gave me one name, and that was yours, Steve. Well, thank that you was Lord. yours. Thank you so Lord. I knew that was the right one. But we had talked back and forth, and, and we were getting ready to have, our first service was coming up in a week or two, and you called me one night at the house, and you called me pastor. See, that's the first time I'd ever been called that. You talking about... That sat on me like, it was like a ton of bricks. And I'm thinking, and I'm walking around my house saying, you know what, God, I've got to do, I've got to, I've got to. And he stopped me. He said, Tim, you only have to obey me. Mm -hmm. And see, a lot of times we make the applications of our life so complicated. But God said everything is so simple, salvation and, and everything God does in our life that a child can understand. God is not complicated in what he wants to do in our life. Now, he's vast in himself, yes. but in the things that he wants to do in our life and everything that he wants to apply, mm -hmm. it's very simple. And see, I start thinking about that when you talk about application. How do you apply something to your life that you don't understand? And that's why when we get in here, we want to teach you the Word. And one of the things I pray for that when we teach the Word of God is that we teach it with simplicity. Because if we don't understand it, it ain't going to do us any good. And the thing is, when I look at it, you know, he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But what he means by that, only the truth you know. I remember I used to preach the Word a lot of times, and I'd get back to the door, and they'd come out, and they'd say, that's a, that's a great sermon that you just preached. And I'd sit there and go, okay, tell me about it. And they'd go, uh, uh, well, and they'd go, well, it's a good sermon. <laughs> and you know, I but I, exactly. But I want them to get something out of the Word. But I want them to understand the Word of God, because then when you understand it, then you can start to apply it to your life. Do you think a, a good way in studying the Word, Pastor Steve, is to actually, when you take a verse, put yourself in that verse? Absolutely. And see, and I, that's one way that I begin, how does this apply to my life? Mm -hmm. And suddenly, you know, a lot of times you'll find that that verse takes on a whole new meaning when you look at it that way. Absolutely. How do I apply this? What is God saying to me? Not to, I'm not worried about the next, what is He saying to me? Mm -hmm. And how does this apply to what God wants in my life. And when we look at that way, then it becomes so much simpler to understand what the Word is saying. And like we said earlier, it's so simple that a child can understand. We know when God wants us uh, to do something. And a lot of times, you know, it's the willingness. But if we'll be a willing and obedient, the Bible says then we eat the good of the land. You, you don't get a paycheck till you work, do you? That's right. That's they, don't, right. they don't pay up front. 
and then trust you to come in and do the job. That's a good point. I used, I used to work with a guy, and we would get paid on Fridays, every other Friday. But they would pay us early, and he worked the second shift. And if he came in and picked up his check, you could rest assured he was calling in sick on Friday evening. And that's the way a lot of church people are. We call in on God a lot. It's easy to forget that we, we've asked that, that application to our life, and God expects us to be faithful in all that stuff. But we make excuses. We'll find every excuse possible to not be obedient to God. And you know what happens? It's like a child. He chasing those that he loves. And we wonder, why? Why is this going on in my life? Well, we need to always look at self. Have I been obedient? Have I, have I been doing what God expects me to do? And God knows life is so fast-paced anymore. And there's so much that's going on. People look around the world and they see all the turmoil and things like that. And, and it's easy to get distraught. It's easy to get upset. It's easy to begin to worry and have fear. But we need to find our rest in God. And like you said, if we've been in this Word and we've been applying this Word and things begin to happen in our life, we we'll say, you know what? What does God say about this? And I go here and I say, you know what? He said, even though things are going on around me, this Word says that I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. That I'm blessed in the field. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed coming in. Amen. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that I can even ask or think. And I begin to, when I begin to look at those kind of scriptures, then that excitement wells up. I begin to realize and know who I serve. Amen. I serve the God. The only Amen. God, the living God. Amen. And you know, you brought out an interesting point there. You know, a lot of times we don't teach people about how to study the Word of God. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll sit down, and I've heard people too, they'll, they'll get into the, you know, the daily reading of the Bible, which is really good, but they get on a plan. And a lot of times they'll say, oh, I read, you know, three chapters today. And I'll stop and I'll ask them, okay, what, tell me something about it. And well, I read three chapters, <laughs> and you're going, but you need to get something out of the Word. So a lot of times I'll sit down and I'll ask myself some questions. Who? Who's it talking to? What's it talking about? And really begin to, to get in there and to begin to what I call savor the Word of God, to get in there and really begin to break it down and say, okay, now I know what it says. Now I understand what it says. But now how do I apply that to my life? That's, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And that's one way, because I've heard you talk about this many, many times at the church. Uh, and it's easy. To, you get to reading the Word of God and that excitement, that joy. A lot of times, you know, I'll read multiple chapters just because I get a joy. But that's one thing I focus, focus on that, you know, make sure that if, say, I read three chapters, I want to get something, mm -hmm. even if it's one thought, out of each chapter that I read that I can apply to my life so that I can be a better child, a better servant of God, understanding more what He wants 
for my life, but in order to know what he wants for me, I have to understand how he wants to perform that within me. Absolutely. And again, that is a good point. A lot of times I'll read that chapter before and after, and again, especially the verses. If I'm finding something I'm going to teach on, or I'm going to preach on, I'll make sure that I read the verses before and after to make sure I'm in the right, what they call context, that I really understand what I'm getting ready to teach. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we just take one verse, we may be completely out of context and not know exactly what we're talking about here. But, you know, I want to go and share some uh, the Word this morning. And I thought, right, let's get to one where we have here and we can go into the Word of God and look at it. And I think it's kind of easy to tell you how to apply it to your life. And we find this in Matthew, the seventh chapter, in verse 24 through 27. The Word of God says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, there you go. Big key there. Yeah. I will liken in him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And then he gets in there and says, And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now when I look at that, it tells you the application in the verse itself. He says, the ones that hear my word and does it is a wise person. He who hears that word of mine and does it not, he says, to him he is a foolish person. So if you want to apply the Word, he says, listen, do it. It's not the hearer of the Word that's blessed, but the doer do of the Word. You know, if you go to the doctor, maybe you've got a, an ailment, and he gives you a prescription. The prescription usually comes with the recommended dosage and the times, instructions, mm -hmm. directions. And if you follow those, it's designed for that medicine to be the most effective. Mm -hmm. But if you say, well... I'll take one here, I'll do this. So it becomes less effective because you've not followed the letter. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's an interesting point too that you bring up. You know, there's been times that people will come to you and they'll talk to you and they'll say, hey, uh, I want to do this. And you'll say, well, you know, God says this won't work. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear what God says. I want. And you're sitting there going, wait a minute, I can save you a lot of trouble and a lot oh, yeah. of heartache when you're sitting here and you're going, but God says, and they'll say, I know, but. Now, the Bible also says there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Amen. See, we've got to do what God says in His Word. And if He says the end of that is, is evil, the end of that's failure, don't do it. In duty, we're blessed. Out of duty, which is mean out uh -huh. of His will, we're chastised. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but... Uh, the chastisement of God. You don't forget those. No. If you're wise, you don't forget those. When I was growing up and my dad corrected me, I knew not to do that again because I knew what the results would end up in. Uh -huh. You know, it's foolishness to try to do the same thing knowing it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. But the th good thing about the Word of God, His Word is alive. See, these are just not words written down in a book. His Word is alive. It's yes. the living Word. This represents Christ. Mm -hmm. And He is the living Word. One of these uh, programs, we're going to talk about the Word. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know what? When we apply everything that He says in here, 
Do we still going to have struggles? Sure, mm -hmm. because there's an enemy out there that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said He come to give us life and that we might have life more abundantly. But how do we get that? We have to apply everything that Jesus said in His Word, everything that God tells us to do. And that, that's, that's true in just the simplest things in life. Mm -hmm. If working a job, there's ways, if you're on an assembly line, there's a way that they make the product. And just because you have a different idea, you can't just do it on your own. You're going to have to get permission. You're going to have to sell that idea. But you know what? God knows best. Amen. Always. Yeah, always. And that's it. And it's not, you know, gray areas. It's black and white. I mean, He tells you yes, no. But when you talked about that, the living Word, when we talk about the living Word right there, have you ever been in there and just the friends and partners listening right now, have you ever read the Bible and you've read it for years and years and all of a sudden when you get in here you're reading the Word of God and then all of a sudden something pops out of that Scripture. Mm -hmm. You've read it over and over again. That's talking about that living Word, how at the right moment God speaks to your spirit and says, look, this is what the Word of God says. And it gives you that, what we call the nuggets that's in there. And there's treasures. We can search this for a lifetime and we'll never find all the treasures in this. But we need to be searching for them each and every day. I look at it as, let's take grapes. When you, you plant a grapevine, you don't expect to get one grape off of it, do you? No. I mean, there's, there's clusters no. and clusters. And I look at the, at the Word of God like that. When He places that within our heart and life, it just continually grows and sprouts and branches out. And there's things that, that I, I thought I knew 10 years ago, 5 years ago, that God has just revealed so much more. I've even been, and I know you have too, up preaching in the pulpit and, and be preaching on something that I've preached about many times before and all of a sudden God just drops a brand new nugget and while you're preaching you're thinking God that was good. Thank you <laughs> for exactly that. What you mean. That's really good. I really like that. And yeah so many times when we're obedient to the to the Word, to the word of God and, and what He's trying to tell us we find the blessing and we find the ability to apply this to our lives. And when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about the Word and, you know, doing it, He says, listen, we've got to know the Word, we've got to do the Word. I think that goes back to a matter of trust. Mm -hmm. And see, I think that's where we, we lack some time in the trust of God. You know, when we look at a kid, it's, it's so simple that a child can understand it when he's talking about trust. Because when you tell a, a child something, they believe it. Oh, yeah. And they don't doubt. If you told them you could fly off the house, they believe you could fly off the house. They expect to see it. <laughs> but see, then as we grow older and we grow into our adulthood, then we start seeing how the world works. <laughs> we start seeing things that are evil. We start seeing things that, you know, people tell us and they're not honest with us a lot of times. We'll start seeing things and it begins to make us doubt. But you know, when we have the Word of God, it says, He is not like man that He should lie. It says that we can believe what He tells us in the Word. Because when God speaks, whatever He is speaking immediately becomes reality mm -hmm. because He's God. His words are creating. And that's one thing that we need to, to concentrate on is being careful how we speak because we're speaking words that become seeds in our life and we don't realize that a lot of times. That's why the enemy wants to keep you sidetracked. If he can keep your focus off the Word, mm -hmm. Then he just starts throwing around words. 
I mean, look how easily he deceived Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. He only changed the word. Yeah, and when we're looking at this, I want to bring up a point. You know, when it's talking about this right here, the, the foundation, a lot of times we, do, we talk about doing the Word or not doing the Word. We forget about what they're building on. Mm -hmm. And it's very important we understand the foundation. What foundation are we building on today as a, as a Christian? I think we find that in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 11. And this is the New Living Testament. It says, For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Mm -hmm. It says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no man or for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. He has to be the foundation of what we're building on. We're talking about that. What are you building your life on today? You know, there's self-help books out there. Yeah, but you know, the self-help book you need really is the one we neglect, it's and it's this one here, the Word of the Living God. We need to be reading it and studying it and find out what God says in it. And you know, then we'll find the, the blessings of life. I don't say that it'll always be easy, because He said in this world we shall have tribulation. Yeah. But He did say, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You know, He... Uh, he told the disciples and he's told all of us, you know, that they're going to be, you're going to be persecuted. The world persecuted me and because I'm in you, they're going to persecute you as well. But he also said, take heart for I have overcome the world. So it doesn't matter what's going Amen. on in our life. God is still in control. And that's the thing that should keep us comforted, even though on the ship, when the disciples, Jesus was down in, in the bottom of the ship, he was asleep. Mm -hmm. And the disciples were up there and they think, thought they were going to die. We're going to perish. And, if, and he's down there asleep. And don't, he, don't he care that we're about to die here? What's going on? They should have realized who it was they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So when we get discouraged and we get overwhelmed, stop. Begin to think on God. Begin to think about who you serve. Mm -hmm. Who you know, people says God has the last word. God has the only word. Uh -huh. And the, the old saying, you know, Jesus is my co-pilot. Well, he's in the wrong seat. <laughs> you know, he I, needs to be the one that's, that's guiding your life. There was an old friend of mine one time told me, he said, you know what? If he ain't driving, he ain't riding. <laughs> that's and that's pretty good. I like that. And, uh, but, but God is in control. And uh, it doesn't matter what our eyes see or the circumstances, God's peace, that shalom peace that passes all understanding. And people can look at you and, and they know you're going through a storm, but they just see that, that calmness and that peace. It's because we know who's on board. Amen. We know Amen. in whom we trust. We know who is the captain, the pilot of that ship. And it's never going to go down. You know, we can always put our faith and our trust in God. And, and I know People are watching today that, and I, you know, we have, look at Facebook and you see that there's so many people posting problems, needs of prayer and things like that. And maybe today you're going through a struggle in your life. Maybe there's sickness in your home. Maybe there's some addiction in your home. Maybe there's just, there's just trouble in general. You know what? The good news is, 
is Jesus Christ is alive and well. And whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, He is the answer. There's not a problem in this world that you can't find the solution of right here in this, this yeah. book. We've said before, it is the living Word of God. John said in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Mm -hmm. You know what? There's victory in Jesus, like the old song we sing many, many times in church. Today, let God truly be the God in your life that He wants to be. See, too many times, Pastor Steve, people hold God at arm's length. Mm -hmm. Take the barriers down. Completely trust Him. As Pastor Steve takes us to the Lord in prayer, give everything to God today and you will be blessed and you will be delivered. One of the things I want to do, friends and partners out there, there may be somebody watching that doesn't know the Lord Amen. at all. When we're talking about the Lord here, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. It means there's no forgiveness without the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. But today, the Word of God says that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. That means, Pastor, myself, Amen. we all Amen. fall short of the glory of God. But we have trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But the Word of God says we must confess. To confess means you tell the Lord what you've done. And you're saying, well, I can't do that. He already knows. Amen. He's waiting for us to confess that to Him, to ask Him to forgive us. It talks about repentance. Repentance means you're tired of doing what you're doing. What you're going to do is do something different. You're going to turn to Him and follow Him. I want you to pray this prayer right now. Father, Lord, I confess my sins. Yes. Father, they are many. But Father, I thank you that the Word says that Jesus died on the cross for me, that He shed His blood and paid my price for sin. Father, thank you today that He is not dead. Jesus is alive and sitting at your right hand. Father, I ask you to forgive me right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's how simple it is to call upon Him. Amen. And when you call upon Him, He answers. Today, go out there and find you a good Bible-believing and teaching church. Get in there. It's very important that you learn the Word of God. For this is a new adventure for you. But the thing is today, the good news is, and that's what the gospel means, the good news is today, Jesus still saves. Hallelujah and glory be to God. We praise God that you've made that commitment today. Share it with somebody today. Tell them about what the Lord has done in your life. Amen. Amen. We're... Thankful that you stopped by today and joined us here on Spiritual Impact. We trust and pray that today's program was an encouragement, that we gave you some good word that will help you in situations that maybe you're facing today. Tell your friends to tune in weekly uh, and you know, let us know if you enjoy the program. We're only here to, to lift up Jesus. Amen. He's what it's all about. But this is Pastor Tim along with Pastor Steve saying God bless you, we love you, and until next week, we'll see you again right here on Spiritual Impact. Be blessed, my friend. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area, or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us at the church. 
We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church, so we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. Just a little faith We are never alone So this battle I won't fear Cause I can hear the sound of help Heaven's drawing near I'm preparing for